Welcome to Media Roots Radio. This is your host, Abigail Martin. This is your co-host, Robbie Martin. Uh, we are doing podcasts at least every month, trying to keep uh, the podcast alive. It's really awesome. Check out all our other podcasts on Media Roots, uh, MediaRoots.org, Media Roots Radio. We are cross-country, uh, still, still keeping it all alive. And uh, since we last did a podcast, you have your own half an hour daily television show. Why don't you hype that shit up? Because that <laughs> is amazing. It's still, it's still it, really surreal and amazing. I mean, I just, I can't believe it. It is you know? very surreal. It's very amazing. I am so stoked to be given a platform to just say whatever I think. I have zero, like, r- relatively no censorship at all. I mean, you can argue all you want about RT and um, you know everything about that, but I have never been told once what I can or can't say. I mean, I'm like completely free to do anything, and it's incredible um, to be given an international platform to speak out against empire, speak out against imperialism, speak for truth and for justice, because that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. So it's, uh, it's truly an honor to be able to have a voice and have a team of people building this voice and this message, which I think is really fucking important and really lacking in our society. Yeah. And, and it's like, and not to, not to, um, diminish the, what you're bringing to the table, but like the stuff you're talking about is so, I mean, it should be commonplace debate that people should be having all the time about, civil liberties eroding, you know, without being hyperbolic and saying, oh, the New World Order is going to come, you know, take mm-hmm. all our guns. I mean, you're you're speaking to the average everyday person about why they should be concerned about their civil liberties, the foreign policy that's being waged with their tax money and under, in their names. I mean, these are all things that every news, you know, at least the type of news shows where it's just a guy talking, you know, like not like a headline news thing like every show should be doing this and you've done more in two weeks on your show than someone like Keith Oberman has done in his entire career to fight the <laughs> establishment which is pretty amazing but at the same time it's almost obvious it's like this is this is what I mean it just it's like it clicked with me when I was watching your show because this is I mean it's such basic stuff that everybody should know about and be hearing about every day I think that's why people can relate to it because they're so used to seeing such garbage being peddled by corporate news and 
they don't know where to turn. And so when they see something like packed full of information that's not completely over sensationalized, but also just like real. I mean, this is like things that, yeah, that, that should matter to the average person in this country. And so I think a lot of people are resonating with it. And that's really, I'm just happy because that's what we've been doing for so long with just media roots and this podcast in general is we try to bring issues that are really important, but in a sane, rational way, uh, you know, without going off the deep end and, and drowning. And, yeah. And, and the thing missing, I mean, there's some other shows out there like Democracy Now! that talk about hard hitting subjects every day but like you know you bring to the table like a level of passion and conviction that really shows that you that you're really in it you know you you believe everything you're saying you're not you know just reading a teleprompter or you know just interviewing someone and kind of just casually asking them questions like it the passion comes through so strongly and like that's what's lacking from a lot of these shows that actually talk about real issues they're they often are a little dry and maybe somewhat academic and your show just is like boom it's just like and if anybody out there listening hasn't seen it already it's called breaking the set and you can watch it online at rt.com slash on hyphen air slash rt hyphen america hyphen air slash so or, if you or, just go to here, RT... Here's a, better, here's a better way to do it. Just go to our YouTube channel. We archive every segment breakdown. Okay. You can look at all of the playlists of all the segments that we do if you don't want to watch whole shows, or you can watch entire shows. All of them are listed on the homepage, youtube.com slash breaking the set, and go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash breaking the set, and you can just... I mean, all we do is just post the segments. There. Yeah, they, so you guys upload them super fast after they air anyway, yeah, so... Yeah. But if you want to watch it live, yeah, just go to RT.com and you'll find the, the streaming link to the Amer- RT America. They have two different channels, RT Regular and yeah. RT America. Well, what's cool is RT is doing, uh, did I already tell you this, that they're dubbing it in Russian for the first time in any show? You did, which yeah. is yeah. amazing. I so. mean, <laughs> I'm ex- it's I'm s- cool. yeah, it's going to be, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's great really really awesome uh, but enough about myself let's talk about the news well, well no let's talk i'm sorry i, I know yeah. you don't you're you don't need to be that humble like we we should we gotta <laughs> emphasize that this show airs every day it's a half an hour long um and you can watch it at 3 p.m pacific time or 6 p.m eastern time so if you want to yeah, watch live. it live like you like go on your cable channel and check it out live if you want Other- yeah, otherwise, it goes on YouTube about two to three hours after it airs, so, you know, 6 p.m. Pacific time, you probably find it on YouTube. Yeah, and let's, let's, I guess, yeah, I guess I will keep having it up really quickly, because I think people should hear what the subjects are that we're covering, which is, you know, civil liberties, the war on terror being completely, you know, a lot of it's manufactured. A lot of bullshit. The threat Let's is just totally, say about yeah, it. It's I mean, absolute I mean, bullshit. I mean, the surveillance state, uh, Big Brother, uh, the drug war, like all of these military things, contractors military comp- spending yeah. Uh, on and and you mentioned just so many things that are easy to look up, but like things people need to hear that like our number one export in this country is weapons. Yeah. Um, that you know. I love how you put terrorism in quotes you know, sometimes <laughs> when you say it because it needs to be put in quotes because it's a meaningless term <laughs> that's used to describe whatever enemy we have, you know, we conveniently have at the time. Like, that's it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. you've interviewed Jesse Ventura. Um, 
and I, I can't name some of the names. Or Ray McGovern, um, you interviewed just a bunch of awesome people, like the guy who talked about Islamophobia. I yeah. loved how, you know, there's just things said on your show that you don't really hear anywhere else. But like, just when he, when the guy said, like, you know, if you're a gay Muslim, you're doubly screwed. Like <laughs> stuff like that. It's just yeah, it makes yeah. me laugh. But at the same time, it's like so. It's sadly true. It's, it is I mean, sadly true. God. <laughs> so. I mean, fuck, I, I hope that, um, you know, other, uh, let's just cross our fingers and, you know, like, as they say, bad press is good press. Let's hope that a right-wing idiot machine takes a hold of this and, like, runs with it and, and actually, like, starts reposting your stuff and, like, attacking you. Yeah. Because I think that's going to be, like, that's, I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just, I guess I am wondering like how do we get it out there because i know it's fucking awesome i know the show's amazing and i'm just hoping that it will catch on because it really is like it's what's lacking i mean I, i'm not just saying that because it's me it's because of the information i'm putting myself out there to deliver a message it's not about me it's about the truth it's about yeah. people learning what's going on and and like it needs to be shared the information needs to be shared and this need we need, just need to wake up before like, I say this all the time. I'm just like, I, I love this country. I want to be able to have children. I want to be able to live in a country where I'm not, where we don't thrive on killing other people. Like, that, don't other people want that too? I mean, I mean, these are basic things that I think that we can all agree on. Like, it's not impossible to change them. No, and, and, and all you do in your show, and not, not to say, again, I don't mean to like, your, your show is awesome. But at the same time, it's like, it's such straightforward, logical things that you're saying that aren't, they really aren't radical in the sense that they're, they're everyone should be able to agree with I mean, a lot of what you're saying. Like, I mean, all you're doing in a large part is zooming out from the, the pre-manufactured paradigm of the debate, the framed debate, you know, just enough so that things become so clear and, and easily relatable you know yeah i mean and and no other shows do that they're always stuck in this weird wash cycle of oh well this people are debating this right now so let's debate how this movie led to these protests or you know why mitt romney hates you know whatever i mean it's just so fucking such a waste of time yeah it really is like all the networks just peddle each other and i don't i it's really mind-blowing it really is and you also don't fit into that mold which is like you know a lot of people like to refer to as like conspiracy theorist kind of media where you're talking about a lot of things that you know you're, you're speculating on you know it's all documented everything you're saying yeah. is documented it's stuff that's backpaged in the news you know it's almost like in a in a way like a a, a really hard-hitting version of like project censored but it's like a show you yeah know, yeah, yeah that's like, pretty much what it boom. is <laughs> it's project censored and media roots into a tv show like that that's what yeah. it is and for any listeners of our podcast out there who are listening to this right now like we really want your opinion and thoughts on what what you think of breaking the set because it's in a large part you know a 30 minute very concise hard-hitting version of our podcast yeah it is and, and uh please you know tell abby what you think you know or leave comments on youtube or facebook or you know wherever you follow us on the only thing that i don't get to do is swear 
I mean, that's pretty much the only thing I don't get to do on the show. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's live too, so don't so don't accidentally slip up. Or do they have a delay button? No, there? there's there. It's totally live. If I swear what? on the show, and I almost said fuck the other day, I was saying oh. like like this like this guy was like watching the surveillance cameras, and I was just like, yeah, I love that guy's reaction. He's like, f fuck f these cameras. <laughs> I like almost oh yeah said yeah fuck. yeah. That's so good. Yeah, but uh, it would be really hard not to swear. It it is really hard not to swear, but no, I mean it's it's fucking awesome. The show's great. I really I'm sorry I've been talking about it for so long, but I really think that people listening to this would enjoy it and they should check it out. Yeah, I mean, I mean it might be even be interesting. Um, this is an idea I just came up with just now, but like some of those the guests who are less busy, you know, like not Ray McGovern, because mm-hmm. it'd probably be harder to get on the radio. But like some of the lesser known people who have really interesting stuff to say we we might even want to do like an extended you know like sequel to an interview you do on breaking the set yeah where yeah. we bring them onto our podcast and have them kind of go a longer discussion about the same subject and you know i don't know it's an idea yeah absolutely like the islamophobia guy would be really good uh, yeah. so you've been doing a bunch of research robbie let's get into some recent news going on why don't you take the lead with some of the things that you've been uncovering all right okay this this story the, the most recent story that that's been holding mo- my attention lately came out about two weeks ago um which basically if everybody follows follows their their memory if you can remember this far back there's so much other crazy shit has happened since then but when when obama was campaigning even when he was I think he I mean after the primary even he was saying in interviews people would ask him because there was so much heat at this point towards the Bush administration and now that they were leaving and there was no chance they were going to get a third term or anything crazy like that people were asking him will you prosecute the torture regime under the Bush administration and Obama essentially would say um, we're going to have the Justice Department take a look at any of the, you know, illegal acts that were committed during that time. And then when he got into office, his tune changed a little bit, and he said, we're going to still let the Justice Department look into the crimes that happened under the Bush administration, but he essentially said, an order is an order, which is almost the same as saying following orders is an excuse. Mm. Meaning that people who followed the harsh interrogation technique, you know, manual that Bush created or Bush administration created would not be prosecuted. But people who went above and beyond that, when and I say above and beyond that, I mean above and beyond waterboarding, above and beyond sleep deprivation, above and beyond humiliation, above and beyond... Um, Pretty much what any is of the above and beyond beating. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know, rape, um, uh, making someone think they're going to die. Um, probably just the most extreme forms of torture you can imagine. I mean, I, I can't say for certain they did things like pull off fingernails or slash people and throw salt on the wounds, but you know, who knows what really yeah, went yeah. on over there? If they beat people to death, and we know that they did. I mean, there's right. no really argument you can say like, oh well, you know, these people died because they just like you know they slipped and fell or something. I mean, the people got beat up to death in prison, not by other inmates, by <laughs> interrogators. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's blatant murder, and 
Yeah. So above and beyond that, who knows? You know, besides being beaten to death, because those are most of their cases. And when I say most of the cases, the Obama administration let the Justice Department leave ongoing investigations into a hundred cases that mostly involved murder or assault or kidnapping. Mo I think most of them were murder. All actually. in these interrogation facilities? Yeah, either yeah. in Gitmo, Bagram, Abu Ghraib, or any, or any, in any military or CIA custody, mm -hmm. I think, wherever that would be, you know, in a rendition flight or anything like that. And it's so, the records for a lot of that stuff are extremely hard to find because they've erased it all. They've erased all the videotapes. They've destroyed all the videotapes. They apparently taped all the CIA interrogations right. of sub suspects at Gitmo, for example. All gone. Completely gone. And maybe Who they did that. Who destroyed them? Mm, good question. <laughs> you know? I, 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 don't, I don't know if anyone's taken responsibility for yeah. destroying them. But obviously, you know, it was done with the okay of the administration, you know? I mean, if they were really intent on even investigating these uh, special 100 cases that were above and beyond, you know, waterboarding and stuff like that, which is already t torture and is already illegal in the United States, um, then I have no idea, you know? It's, <laughs> it's all speculative. But very recently, so, okay, then, then what happened after that is when they said they were going to investigate these 100 cases, you know, people were, there was kind of a mini outcry where a lot of people on the left, but not enough, not very many, said, but wait a second, waterboarding is torture and is illegal, and are, you know, are you going to prosecute, are you going to at least investigate the Bush administration's entire policy right. and the people in it who made this policy, and not just the people, the low-level people who followed orders, you know? And even those people, Obama says, that's okay, because he defied the Nuremberg Principle and literally said an order is an order. I think that's an actual quote from him. Which, yeah, which is excusing the idea that if you're ordered to commit an illegal act, it's okay, because they were told to. Which, just let that sit with you for a little bit, because just think of how absurd that is. That Obama, the supposedly <laughs> socialist, you know, magical, liberal, democratic president would actually use the Nazi excuse. You know, yeah. it, it's incredible. It really is. Like, that's huge. Okay, so anyways, there was a mini outcry. People were very upset that he wasn't looking at the Bush administration. Mm -hmm. And it was found out that Eric Holder, um, the, the, he's the attorney general. <laughs> Yeah, he's okay. the Attorney General. Now, get this. This is another thing that went under the radar. It was reported back in um, uh, January 28th of 2009 by the Washington Times um, by a reporter, Eli Lake and Ben Connery. I have no idea what other things they've written. Titled, Holder Assures GOP on Prosecution. The article starts with, Eric Holder's confirmation as Attorney General is speeding toward approval, thanks in part to his private assurances to a key Republican senator that he does not intend to prosecute intelligence agency interrogators for their actions during the prior administration. Okay, so this is, this is what he's saying. He's saying they're allowing murders to run free. Even though yeah. Eric Holder was the one who initially was trying to open an investigation into the Bush criminals, and it was like, him, weren't him and Obama kind of battling for, like, he was trying to open a certain 
task Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. Glenn Greenwald has covered this extensively in his book, uh, Liberty and Justice for Some. Um, he t There's a huge part in it which goes over this. And basically what happened was Obama said he was going to prosecute. Yeah. You know, whatever, you know, the stuff that happened that was, you know, bad or whatever. He left open the idea. Um, but then Eric Holder said he was... Then Eric Holder followed suit. I think right when Eric Holder either got in office or something, said he's going to prosecute. Yeah. And then Obama... And then Obama started echoing this talking point that I don't know where exactly it came from. And to say that Eric Holder made a deal with one Republican senator is probably not what actually happened. He made a, a deal with the whole, either yeah, the whole yeah, party yeah, the whole or lot. the Bush administration directly. You know? So... The assurances reported by Senator Christopher Bond, a Missouri Republican, to the Washington Times on Wednesday went beyond Holder's earlier public testimony in which he said he could not prejudge his actions regarding cases he had not seen, which is, you know, very carefully worded, but it's still an open-ended kind of thing, yeah. which is what you just said. And here's what he actually said, <laughs> the senator from Missouri. I believe Mr. Holder will look forward keep the nation safe and not look backwards to prosecute intelligence operators who are fighting terror and kept our country safe since 9-11. Oh my god. So that talking oh point, god. I don't know where it came from, but it was like carefully, that was the, the, the yeah. PR campaign was, was launched from a very early point and the seeds were planted for this. Well no, and, and you hear people repeat that to this day, they'll be like... They'll be like, well, you know, it was a political strategy. Like he, it's what so was he bizarre. to do? Like go dredge up all the stuff. Like he, the economy was in shambles. Like he had to look forward and like, da da da. da. And I'm like, wait, so like you're repeating the talk? I mean, I didn't realize how pervasive that talking <laughs> point was. I guess I thought that it was just Obama kind of saying that. I didn't realize like Holder and all of these people were echoing it. That it actually makes a lot more sense. It's so pervasive that. Well, I'll get to this in a second, but yeah, the talking, let's just sum it up. The talking point is still being used to this day by <laughs> the highest level officials, like just wow. kind of paraphrasing it, you know? So, so yeah, Eric Holder cut a deal with the Republicans or most likely just the Bush administration and as a whole, not just the Republican party, but the previous administration, because those, they were really the main ones that would be targeted. I mean, Bush and Cheney already had subpoenas out for them in Spain, and where else? You were you were talking about this on breaking the set. Um, they, uh, so the Bush administration, Bush and Cheney, namely, uh, they can't go to Switzerland, they can't really go to Canada, and a lot of countries in Latin America, and also Malaysia. They just tried them in absentia and and found they were all guilty of war crimes because they are. I mean, it's very yeah. obvious. Like we already know that they're war criminals and. Well, they've admitted to it. Yeah, That's they, the they thing. Know it's like they're criminals. That, which is, which is really, and you know, Alex Jones used to always say this, but in a way, it's not hyperbole to say that in some ways it's more extreme than what when the Nazis did, because the Nazis did not have a public campaign to tell people that they were going to torture them. It was more of like a whisper campaign, you know. But Cheney and Bush admitted to waterboarding, you know. Yeah. They don't, they don't... Cheney had not no... Like, did you see that clip of him where he's just like... He's getting interviewed by someone on, I don't know, MSNBC or something. The guy's like, I think that Cheney, I think that if you polled the American people, like, over half of them would overwhelmingly say that waterboarding is torture. 
And yeah. Cheney was just like, well, I can't let popular opinion get in the way of like an effective counterterrorism strategy. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, and that clip he played of George Tenet. Yeah, the clip he played on breaking the set of George Tenet being like, we don't torture. Like, even after he admitted waterboarding, it's like, dude, you know that's torture. Like, have you been <laughs> waterboarded? Like, if the moment somebody starts waterboarding, like, oh, you'd be like, oh, fuck, this is totally torture. Like, now I completely understand. <laughs> You know, I mean, even if you're the most hardline Republican, like, let's see you get waterboarded and then tell me afterwards that it's not torture. Seriously, try it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see you try it. Go for so, it. So then the after that mini outcry, and essentially what happened was Eric Holder's last statement before Obama started parroting that talking point was that he would keep, he's not going to prejudge any ongoing or cases that haven't been investigated yet. And then Obama started saying, we need to look forward and not backward in reference to the blatant illegal torture program that went under Bush. Torture. I have to say it again because it's It's torture. torture. Yeah, it's torture. <laughs> the most extre- one of the most extreme things ever, you know? And, and I mean, also, what's and also, next to rape and murder? Torture. And also one of the, yeah. No, I mean, I would, I would even say, yeah, torture is could be worse than, I mean, I don't know. Rape. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, rape like, could just, be a form of torture. It's up but there. Let's just say it's in the yeah, top three of top the worst three. possible things humans can do to each other, right? Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So all, all laughing aside, well, I guess. Oh, sorry. Go well, ahead. no, I was just gonna bring it all back to why, why, what you said earlier, which is like you think that they were kind of in cahoots with the like with the Bush administration. Uh, I completely agree because look at what happened. It's not just that Obama l- gave him a pass. It's not just that like uh, that. That's bad enough. That's bad enough. If the, if the Obama administration came in and gave like literal war criminals, which they are, um, they have a million plus dead people's bloods on their hands, blood on their hands. That's bad enough. But what he did is actually continue torture and continue the killings and continue the drone warfare and continue the evisceration of our bill of rights and continue like great point all of these things so it's like well dude he of course wanted, he's not going to prosecute them <laughs> yeah he wanted to keep those tools available yeah. at the expense of the entire rule of law so it's perfect to One say the, like we can't afford to go and dig this cancerous truth we have like a, we have a whole nation to restore we got to look forward it's a perfect way to just be like everyone calm down Forget about the past. I'm here to like coddle you into a deeper state of misery. <laughs> yeah, and let's put this in context for a second. Let's think about what the only impre- president who's been impeached actually did that was illegal. He sent some men in to rob a someone's hotel room of like the Demo- some sort of Democrat. I think it was like Democratic National Committee or something. Their files, and he was pardoned by Ford when Ford got into office. So he was actually facing a, 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 a trial, but he got off because Ford pardoned him. And then later, you know, Bush pardoned all the Iran-Contra people um, who lied and basically, um, you know, that uh, that whole thing is a whole other side of everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. even mention any details of that, but Obama, like you just said, he didn't even have the gall or the balls to just be like, yeah, you know, blanket immunity, the past is the past. Like, that would have been one thing right, if he just right, said, right. you know what, I'm going to give you a, re- or a, 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 like, a preemptive pardon, you know? I mean, even Bush, I think the only famous person he, he let out of jail was Scooter Libby, and he didn't even pardon him. 
And even Cheney was mad that Bush didn't pardon him. Yeah. All he did was he commuted his sentence, which he literally gets out of jail, but he still has a criminal record, and he's not pardoned. According to, like, societal, you know, the, 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 the like, mark of criminality, he's, Bush didn't say he was innocent. He just commuted his sentence. So, and, and, I didn't realize so it is, that. It's so weird, if you really put this in context, that Obama said he was going to investigate things, Eric Holder started to, you know, supposedly look into these things, and then Obama just started saying, no, we're going to look forward, not backward, but then kept 100 cases still open that went above and beyond the torture tactics that we're all familiar with and we know happen, like waterboarding. So that could constitute murder or anything above and beyond some of the worst kind of torture we already know right. about. And then, about two weeks ago, which is what this this whole ramble was leading up to it's that they actually just closed the final two cases after they f they said that all those other 100 cases or I guess 98 or so cases were deemed inadmissible now two of the last ones that were some of the most blatant cases of murder one of a, uh, a man being beaten to death let me actually find the so I can give you some wait they, some they dismissed na 198 cases based on what about a hundred. Oh I don't God. know. I don't, you know, that's that's one part I'm missing from this, is I need to find out exactly what Obama said about, or Holder said about these hundred cases that remain yeah, open. Yeah, because that's like, after. what? Like, what happened to these cases? Obviously, they're all, like, really sketchy deaths that came out of these places. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's really shocking. Um, so, okay, so this, I guess, is, okay, let's see. The one, one of the two, his name is Gull Rahman, and he was taken by the CIA to what they call the Salt Pit. It's a former, um, it was a brick factory in Kabul, and he was beaten by guards, stripped and shackled to a cement wall to near freezing temperatures. He froze to death overnight. Oh, so, sad. So basically, exposure. They killed him from exposure. You know, they left him outside in freezing temperatures. It's Afghanistan, um, you know. Aww. So, yeah. And then the second torture case was that of Manadel al-Jamadi, who died in 2003 in Iraq's infamous Abu Ghraib prison. I'm quoting Jonathan Turley's article here. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Al-Jamadi's... Oh, the reason why they investigated this one is because he was the famous picture you've seen of people giving thumbs up near his dead body. Oh, you've seen those, shit. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Lindsay England. It was... What's her name? Special um, uh, military police Sabrina Harmon, and that was the that that was the famous picture you see. She almost looks like Lindsay England, so you could like confuse. You would just assume it was her, but it's some a different girl Whoa. in the military, and she was actually charged with a crime. I don't even think she was charged for um, having anything to do with that. It was just that she was involved in the other, the more famous pictures that we've already seen. You know. And the yeah. Bush administration had to prosecute that because it was a worldwide scandal that they had to do something about it. So they went after them like they were bad apples, even though they were completely following orders, which is still not an excuse. They still think people should be held accountable, even if they're following their lowest level well, people that's following ridiculous. orders. Ridiculous! Yeah, it's like. But but I mean yeah, but Rumsfeld should have been prosecuted along with them. Of course. Totally. Of course. Remember that uh, insulting memo he wrote where he was like, "What." They don't stand more than four hours a day. I stand for six hours a day. Like, 
So like Yeah like the declassified Do whatever memo, with that you want the, the memo that he was like Circling <laughs> certain things And said make this worse Like do this And he was like yeah. Circling things And like writing things In the column He's like yes More of this And it was like Signed off by Rumsfeld You're like He actually like He, he fucking loved it dude These people are sick These people yeah. are sick Yeah Yeah I, I, I just I'm just like Overwhelmed with depression Just thinking about How fucking Futile It's a really stark reminder Of how fucked up Things are When you look at That cancer That just Got set free I mean It, it really is And there's I think there's The pressure valve You've called it The elections And, and electing Obama And stuff It really was a pressure valve because there yeah, was so much so, animosity like, against the Bush administration. It was like combating some of the most extreme despair America has ever felt since the Vietnam War with like extreme euphoria. Yeah. Like it was like giving somebody like, you know, you're Ecstasy. super, super, <laughs> super depressed. You know, you're just like, fuck, this is like the worst. I, I, you know, people who were not alive during Vietnam like us, it was the worst we'd ever seen yeah. our country get. And then it's like almost like they injected us with heroin. They're just like, oh fuck, oh, oh, it feels so good. Like, oh, I just don't even care about how fucked up everything is because I just feel so good right now. Yeah, the Bush administration's (laughs) out. Obama was just like pure heroin being injected into (laughs) our veins. Seriously. Yeah. And I mean, not our veins, not literally you and me, but America. You know, the Americans who were Mm -hmm. so upset over Bush. Um. So yeah, these last two cases, one of them involving a man who was left outside in freezing weather who died, another one who was beaten to death and who had pictures taken of his dead body with soldiers smiling and giving thumbs up over his corpse. So two pretty extreme scenarios that it would be really hard for any wiggle room there, you know, to say that they're um, <clears throat> that they're not that they didn't happen or something like that. But so yeah, so um, during this time, or sorry, during the time that these people were murdered, the Bush administration actually prosecuted um, one CIA contractor, along with all the lower level, you know, military police, people like Lindsey England. His name was David Pissarro, and he was sentenced to eight years in prison for assault, even though he actually murdered someone to beat, beat them to death. So, you know, you could call that meager and really sad that they didn't actually charge him for murder but it, I mean at least the Bush administration tried to make it look like they were going after people who did this kind of stuff you know the so Obama they just like administ- threw someone under the bus like, yeah. they threw someone under the bus They're I mean at least like, they threw someone under the bus They're just like here's here, let's just pick someone at random out of a hat like yeah. who's working in this prison like, yeah right just- I mean <laughs> It is so silly is how so it just reminds me of like an episode of In the Loop or something, or not In the Loop, the thick of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so absurd <laughs> the, the way this. guy for this whole torture. Yeah, program. yeah, quick, quick, quick. Oh, Pissarro. we don't. That guy, I don't. Love, I like the look of that guy. It's cape. Oh my god. Or just like they have like a, they just draw a name out of a hat, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Bush and Cheney, you're just like God damn it. Okay, well, okay, let's give us the hat. Okay. Okay, shuffle. Okay, Rumsfeld. Now, no, don't no, let no, us look and in. just shuffle put all the names. In. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they start looking, and then, like, Cheney like peeks, and he's like, "Oh no, no, not not this guy." He's like, "I made a deal <laughs> with. I made a deal with him. He knows about 9-11. He has, yeah, I have a soul. <laughs> I have a soul. Oh god. I ate his soul. <laughs> yeah, Shang Tsung. No. <laughs> oh man. 
So oh I guess at God. the end of all this, it makes you wonder, you know, oh. the, when you when you try to talk to people about when you say Obama is continuing the Bush legacy mm -hmm. or that he's as bad as Bush, and then you go into the you know the debate with people about well what you know. He, he made these promises and he broke them. He said he was going to close Gitmo. He said he was going to do this and he didn't do them. You know, people can always come up with their promises right, that they like, got he fulfilled. Right, and just like, yeah. a big step. And he took away Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which is great. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. all for that. That's great. Um, but, yeah, it, it becomes kind of an endless argument where you, you can't really gain ground with someone because they'll always find the wiggle room and that little amount of hope still left where they can be like, no, but he did this, he did this. And like, but no, he didn't do this and this and this. But this is, I mean, this, to me, the, the fact that he didn't prosecute anybody from the Bush administration, that he said he was going to, and then told, and then basically announced while his Justice Department was apparently preparing cases that he wasn't going to, which is unconventional for a president to say what the Justice Department will and will not investigate. That's, they're supposed to be an independent body, you know? I mean, supposedly, whatever. But this is the, the this is undeniably the worst thing he has done. And he has codified all of these things because of his unwillingness to look backward, as he says. I think it's because, I think it's because we're so angry because we know 9-11 was in part perpetrated by elements of the Bush administration. That's what that's what's eating us alive. Like, how could this go unresolved? How could this be left alone for so long? But if you're looking at literally just the Bush crimes, then I then Obama has done the same things. Like you just said, he's codified these same tactics. He's used these same tactics. Maybe he's rebranded them and diminished them in a sense. But I mean, I think what pisses us off so much and saying like this is unforgivable is because we know. What I mean, we know that we're not being told the truth about like the crux of why we're even in this state of like fucking warfare. Yeah, yeah, and even if and even if you believe the official story, what was it? Fourteen out of the nineteen hijackers were Saudi. Yeah, I thought None more of them, than that. I thought like sixteen out of the nineteen. I mean, yeah, like the overwhelming majority of the hijackers were Saudi Arabian, apparently, and. You know, we, <laughs> I mean, and we, and, and while we're, you know, uh, going after all these countries for having human rights abuses and squelching their protests, Syria, Egypt, Libya, we completely are hands off with Saudi Arabia and Bahrain. Yeah. Bahrain. Yeah. Because they're both, you know, their, their, their po politics are linked together. They're, they're kind of sister nations in a way. And we, we won't, you know, and, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean it, it is so obvious that it's like I, I and Richard Clark has it, it, the most recent thing he's been willing to admit is that Saudi Arabian intelligence was involved in 9/11. Wow. He's he's very sure of that. That's what in his who is Richard Blee interview that he did. Yeah. So and we don't that's one of the only Arab countries we don't go after. Yeah, oh, I yeah, guess we're yeah. secretly covertly investigating them to take someone to justice. No, hell no we're not. We there it was all a distraction to get us to invade all these countries that PNAC talks about invading. Yeah, and and uh, if you think that if you think that those people are still not influencing policy, if you think that this administration just came in and the Bush administration's out and that no neocons are involved and that the same 
kind of imperialist agenda isn't set in place, then you're dead wrong. It hasn't. Yeah. It hasn't really changed. I mean, look at what's happened. It's still pretty much the same line. No, and it's and it's this weird kind of it's this weird argument where that I hear a lot of people argue for you know Obama's drone program. Well, they will say, well, yeah, Bush, you know, he invaded the wrong country. You know, he should have gone out, you know, into Afghanistan, but not Iraq. And and he, you know, wasted all this money with a full-scale army. But look at how um, efficient Obama's war on terror is. You know, he's yeah. saving us money it's like and tight, he's it's like targeting. tightly like targeted assassination. And then and then in a way that all that's that sets those same people up for defending the NDAA because then they'll be like, well, he does need to go after and target these people because you know he's not he's smarter than that. He's not going to send the military in. So we got to let him yeah, be able yeah, to assassinate yeah. terrorists. Yeah. It's just like. It's just one thing leads to another, and it's like, whoa. So basically, we're back at the Bush administration. Yeah, can you imagine if Bush never went into these full wars and Bush started just, well, I mean, with 9-11, he could have done anything. But I mean, just if anyone, <laughs> just if anyone did fucking what Obama's doing now, it'd be like, wait, what? You're like, you're like, are like eliminating due process and like going and just like extrajudicially assassinating people? But it's like, well, the yeah, smart it wouldn't even make do sense. It? Like, it doesn't make sense at all. But it's it's like almost because like, it's like more like more humane it's, it's, to people than yeah. what the crazy shit Bush was doing. Somehow it's okay. And and maybe if 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 all this <laughs> is let's let's just assume for a second, go out on a limb and, and assume that these things are planned very far in advance. That that was almost the intention maybe behind everything that they launched these two crazy wars like the last two that they yeah. knew they can get away <laughs> with or something. <laughs> For some reason, and then and then they were just like, okay, then this, the, great, this is gonna set us up for once people make us stop the wars or whatever. Then we're just gonna like have a, mil- a minimal military presence, but then just launch our our the drone war that we've wanted yeah, to launch yeah. for like the last twenty <laughs> the years. Endless or something. drone war all over the yeah. Middle East. Maybe that was all the plan, you know? And Obama is just the just next cog in the wheel. Just scale back really hardcore, like scale back and just be like, all right, I just like put drones everywhere: Africa, Asia, Middle East, like. United States, like giving just, it to the police. Yeah, yeah, just do it, dude. Just put that shit in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, just, just throw it out. <laughs> and yeah. meanwhile, all the contracts to make the drones. I wanted to read something while we're on the subject of just Republicans. You know, the hatred for the Republicans making people support Democrats. Bruce Dixon, the the guy who does the Black Agenda Report. I read this really, really short, concise article where he just. I want to just read a little excerpt from it. He says. Uh, you know, when you match Republican brands against those of Democrats who claim to stand for tolerance on racial and sexual fronts, who cloak their imperial wars in the garb of humanitarian interventions, but who agree with Republicans that wealthy corporations do have the right to rule, that presidents possess the right to imprison, torture, or kill at whim, the difference isn't black and white, but it's clear enough. The Republican brand is odious and deeply scary easily more frightening than that of the republicans and then and then he goes on to just say you mean the, the democrats i'm sorry the, the democrats uh, and then he says the fact is that 120 percent evil republicans literally offered the only justification for our support of 100 percent evil democrats and i love that because it's like they're both people say that they're lesser of two evils but the only reason why the democrats seem less evil is because the republicans are like batshit crazy evil like yeah. like like fascist like psycho 
path. Well, I mean, I know Democrats with them. are they can't hide too. it. They they don't cloak it. Yeah, they, the Republicans they don't under they have the, it seems like a lot of them don't have the level of self awareness to realize they're sociopaths or that they're yeah. solipsistic, racist, bigot idiots. Yeah. But the Democrats, what plagues them is that they see themselves as educated and compassionate, and that's like the cloak a lot of them use to cover up the truth, which is that a lot of them believe they're just as much to the right on foreign policy as the Republicans. Right. And if you're a humanitarian, the, our foreign policy is the worst, is the biggest problem Absolutely. that you should be focusing yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, God. That literally everything. involves killing innocent people. Like it's thousands, millions. It's and not only killing innocent people, but also torturing people and also yeah. imprisoning people. And also, at the same time that we're doing that, we're not providing for anything that other, like, social Democrats claim to care about. Healthcare, food, housing. No, well, we like let the education. corporations dictate our healthcare legislation behind closed doors. Yeah. The, the the insurance companies wrote the bill, bit practically. So when people say like I'm not political, I'm tuned out of what's going on in the world. It's like, well, then that's why your life is so fucked up. Like I mean, <laughs> I mean it is, dude. Like if you can't if you can't connect everything that's going on with the fact that we spend like over half of all of our money just on on war, just to keep rich people rich and like keep this perpetual warfare bullshit fake uh, peripheral like enemy alive then then you're fucking like you are not reflecting <laughs> accurately and unfortunately it's still it's all too easy for someone to be like well I don't follow politics so I have like no opinion or you know I can't come fall down either way or like on either side about what I think of the wars I mean that's, that's unfortunate because I mean we're in the new era of warfare where we don't have to have a draft yeah. You can send drones and private want. military contractors. That's what they want. They want you to not care. They want you to tune out because they don't need you. They just need you to be a sheep. They just need no. you to not care. And that's perfect. Good job. And all like, they need is that initial exactly push. what they want, dude. And unless there's some sort of blatant lie or they go too far, yeah, which yeah. is what I think they did with the WMDs. The WMDs. They went too far. The WMD. They could have <laughs> just gone into Iraq and, yeah. and not lied. They could have yeah. planted WMDs, but I just think they, I think they over, they underestimated Americans they and thought arrogant. that they would just, yeah, they would be able to get away with it without any evidence or whatever. But people got arrogant. mad. Yeah. And then that was the pressure valve back then. It was like, you lied about WMDs, <laughs> not... You invaded two countries and killed, you know, almost a million people for no, really no reason. There was no justified war whatsoever. I mean, that should be the moral argument, but... But it's not, it's, yeah. It's no, just, it's WMDs. Just that you lied, yeah. It's like, Af Afghanistan was good, but you lied about WMDs! Yeah, Afghanistan was a good war, guys. So what if they would have told the truth about WMDs? Yeah, what if they... Okay I with mean, the same amount of people dying in Iraq? Yeah. I don't get it, dude. Yeah. That's what would have happened. We still would have gone in, and, and then, you know, who knows what would have happened. I mean, they did get a little bit overzealous, and that's really why it all fell apart. But I always, like, this whole lesser two years thing where people justify voting for Obama because they don't want Romney to win, or the same thing with, with McCain and Obama. It's like, what if McCain did win? Like, I mean, we're talking about this pressure valve that has kind of kept the continuity of, like, the fabric of our society barely I mean, what would have happened if McCain did win? Like, would we have accelerated the the something actual, like, fundamental change at the base level, at the grassroots level? Like, I don't know. I mean, is it... That that in itself should make people not vote for the lesser of two evils. Because it's like, dude, just let the chips fall where they may. I mean, we are we are the pressure valve. We're, the, we're pressure valving ourselves by, like, allowing this to go on for another four years and just appeasing... 
this like stability barely hanging yeah. at this at this you know i mean it's almost like we have this weird really misplaced kind of i mean it is kind of sad that so many people have faith in our electoral system and believe that they're doing their due diligence and making a difference when they go into that po- box on election day and vote for one out of two presidents you know <laughs> presidential candidates i mean it's I don't I think it should be looked at the same way you do, it is when you buy like one set of numbers for the Mega Millions lottery. It's like a fun thing to do. You're probably not going to win, you know. And it's just fun, you know, have fun doing it. But don't feel like you're making a difference by doing that because that's all they want you to I mean that's that's how they get you. And when I say they, I mean like the people who want to remain in power, the collusion between both parties and the criminals that run our country that believe everything we do is intrinsically good and that make us look at other countries and say, oh, well, you know, they arrested a, a band, so they have really bad laws over there or whatever. It's like, no, dude, we have a secret prison here that's blatantly existing called Gitmo. We torture people. The military's murdered people. I mean, it's just, it just, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> people just can't look at our, the state of things and... and, and you know, think that it's a step in the right direction to vote, and then that's all they do. They just vote for the person they think is a step in the right direction, and yeah. then they're okay. It's like, no, don't you see that, you know, the same things are happening under Obama, but I guess it doesn't, ultimately, if, what it means is that I don't think people, enough people care about it. No, I think it was, I think it was trendy. I think it was, I think it was just like the anti-Bush thing was just, hatred of Republicans confounded with the protest movement being trendy. You know, I, I don't think it was seriously it was that like they a were snowball effect. about the wars. I don't. It was like, well, yeah. How could and they I think, be? Well, the mainstream media was even anti yeah. the Iraq war at a yeah, certain yeah, yeah. point after they all sold it to us. Right. They all flipped and, you know, all the senators and Congress people who were Democrat that voted for it flipped. And it became, yeah, exactly like you said. It's not even, I don't even think it's insulting or demeaning to use the word trendy because it, I mean, if your congressmen and senators <laughs> are all going up and saying, of course, it's more than trendy. It's yeah. it's, it's it's mainstream. Right, 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 it's, right. That's it, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like it you're was mainstream. You didn't agree with it. Like you were, it was mainstream yeah, it was. and extremely popular to be, and not risky at all in the least to be anti-Bush right. and anti-the Iraq war. Yeah, it was easy. And... And I, yeah, and I, and sadly, I do think a lot of people just jumped on that bandwagon without really internalizing why American foreign policy and its history is riddled with war crimes and lies and mass murder. It's and a, it didn't just start under Bush. It's a cultural and historical amnesia. And I said this, I said this in yesterday's episode on Breaking the Set, where I talk about all of the corporate media asking, why do they hate us? They're like truncating this entire, this extremely complex cultural history of our interventionism and, and colonialism in all of these countries for the past century and basically saying that people are attacking embassies and consulates because of a fucking film. I mean, that that's the way our media treats us. They treat us like we're fucking 10 years old and they're like, why do they hate us? It's like, dude, are you serious? 11 years after 9-11 and you're still trying to make this like really childlike argument that these people hate us because of our way of life and you seriously are doing it like what yeah. happened to just like speaking rationally that people everyone knows i mean everyone i yeah. talk it's like no one we're not that dumb 
No, but it, but it simplifies it and makes us feel like a victim. And that's how yeah. we're always playing. We're playing the victim role. I mean, we've been doing it, I mean, probably longer than Pearl Harbor, but you just go back to Pearl Harbor. It's like, they surprise attacked us, and now we're angry, and we're going to get into the war now. It's yeah, like, we no, they did not surprise all. attack <laughs> us, dude. We cut off their oil supply. We were in basically warring with them for months before they actually physically invade, you know, came and bombed Pearl Harbor. It was not a surprise attack. I'm sorry. It wasn't. Robbie. It's a babyish. It's 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 a childlike whining. You'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> oh. yeah. It's just it's it's pathetic. We need to get over our victim mentality and and just own it. It's like no, we fucking engage in war all the time, and yeah, there are consequences from doing that. Maybe you know, maybe they caught you know they got one over on us. They attacked us before we had a chance to attack them. So fucking what? Deal with it. Yeah, Don't call it a surprise it. That's attack. Happens. Yeah, that's like what happens. And then, and then stop justifying. Man. Man yeah, man up, dude. <laughs> and stop justifying dropping two atomic bombs in retaliation to a country that was being provoked for months, dude. Because that is completely irrational. Like, the entire... The entire just narrative, yeah, of the U.S. being the victim when anything like yeah. this happens. And you're like, are you kidding me? Like, can you imagine if you were the country of Iran and you were like your your democratically elected leadership was overthrown by the US government BP tries to come in and take over your oil that you've been trying to nationalize like basically for the last 50 years just fucking with you surrounding your your country <laughs> uh, threatening you assassinating scientists Stuxnet virus and shit, and then you're like, dude, like Iran, Iran is like a threat to the world, and you're like, wait, what? Like I'm just sitting here, and you guys are like, can't stop fucking with me. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I mean, who's yeah. a threat to who? And they keep using the same quotes over and over again, taken oh out of God. context and mistranslated to show that Iran is aggressive. It's like, well, sorry, they literally have not invaded any country. <laughs> yeah. Outside of them, yeah. you know. Sorry. You, you know, you can. You can piddle and, and, and debate all you want about the, the speculation that they're funding the insurgency in Iraq, but there's no proof for it. And even if they are, I mean, that's, I mean, it's an insurgency. We've had fucking guided missiles. You know, we just bomb a whole square block in a town if we see a bunch of reporters hanging out. I mean, it's again, again, it's a victim mentality thing. It's like, oh, these, you know, the big bad Iranians are funding the, the thing. I mean, even if they are, it's seriously like, it's like, so what, dude? Yeah, it's like that's what you get when you fuck with these people and when you're like playing this like ridiculous chess game with your military. Yeah, guy. I mean that's what's gonna happen. I, I mean, mean it just sorry, reminds me of like under your goddamn thumb the entire. It just rem yeah, it reminds me of like some like drunk cowboy dude who's like <laughs> spinning his revolver and like accidentally shoots his friend yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like cries about it after. It's like oh, I didn't mean to. It's like well then why the fuck were you? Sp doing like a cowboy trick with a loaded gun like with your friend while yeah. you were drunk yeah. like you shouldn't have done that because that was stupid yeah yeah <laughs> exactly it's like but it's actually not even that that's actually giving them that's sort of actually, an excuse yeah, no, that's just, no 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 it's like saying you're this is what it's this is what it is you go over to your friend's house and you just shoot him in the foot <laughs> and then they and then they like beat the shit out of you and like shoot you and then you're bleeding to death and you're like oh shit why did you do this and then you're like well because you came over and just shot yeah. me that's what and happened then you're laying on the ground and you say why did you surprise attack me <laughs> yeah yeah why did you surprise attack me what did I ever do to you like dude I love I I tried to relay this in one of the episodes for for uh, not breaking the set but when I was angry but like Glenn Greenwald said something really good like I think he's on Chank Uger. And uh, someone was just like, well, what do we do? You know, like, what do we do to deal with the threat of terrorism? And he was just like, well, 
at some point you're gonna be, he like gave like this really long like analogy about like someone stabbing themselves and he was like after you're stabbing yourself multiple times and you look down you're bleeding to death and he's like you're just gonna have to you know look at yourself and be like I'm gonna stop stabbing myself he's like because that's what we're doing we're just like putting our like we're putting our military out there and just like killing everyone and everyone's like hates us even more he's like it just makes no sense we're just stabbing ourselves and we're just gonna bleed to death and die it was like that was like weird it was very eloquent obviously I did not relate it well at all but no it it makes sense (laughs) it's very good I mean it's true it's like that's what's you know I mean, and you could relate that concept back to so many things where we've played the victim role in history and acted like we were all in danger because of the actions of another country. Even the Cuban Missile Crisis. They, Russia did that in response to us surrounding them in Europe with nuclear missiles. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they probably wouldn't have done that if we didn't try to have some sort of targeted nuclear missile pointed at them, you know, uh, which is an act of aggression. Right. You know. Right. So, I mean, not to make excuses for Russia bringing nuclear missiles to Cuba. I mean, that's ridiculous too. But it's, I mean, they're bo- it's both ridiculous. And to act like we were just being aggressively threatened by Russia for no reason. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's really, really, um, it's sad that anyone <laughs> believes that. No, it is. It is sad. I mean, and that's what a lot of people do believe. I mean, even even people like in our mom and dad's generation who talk to people about like RT and they're just like oh she you know your daughter's working for the enemy and it's like wait you guys still like are in the cold war <laughs> yeah like, yeah I even was reading a magazine article today that said that that Russia stopped allowing these I guess American like government funds these like American think tanks or something like in Russia or something like some sort really? of American outreach program so Russia basically like passed a law saying that they weren't allowed to anymore, and the article just kept calling Russia the Kremlin. The Kremlin. Oh I'm just my thinking, fucking like, god! That's just so weird. It's like I don't remember. I mean, I remember when I was growing up, you know, really young, the Cold War was still going on, and then the Berlin Wall fell, and I was like, oh, we're we're all friends now, everything's good. Yeah, yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, Cheney said something about Putin, and like made some sort of accusation. It's basically re- reigniting the Cold War in like one interview. I mean, I remember people were like, "Wow, this is really irresponsible." Cheney <laughs> said this, and I mean, wow, you what know a Russia's shock. history. Cheney saying something really irresponsible, like, yeah. you're like really like. You know Russia's history. I mean, they're the king of like the tit for tat, you know, thing. It's like yeah. the U.S. does this, and then Russia's just like, boom, like we're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You the space race. I mean, they're fucking. They're on top of it. I mean, right. you can say whatever you want about Russia, but they know how to really get into America's craw and just like fuck with them and you know and maybe that's what's going on now it's hard to all say. you can say I mean as much as people want to talk shit about Russia and talk shit to me because I'm on RT uh, all you have to do is really just look yes the Cold War was terrible yes building up nuclear armaments is terrible no one should have nuclear weapons I strongly advocate to abolish all nuclear weapons in the world uh, but at the same time I mean what has Russia been doing since the Cold War they haven't been like setting up shop all over the world <laughs> like with all, like Russia's been kind of just sitting back quiet, quietly watching everything unfold That's I mean we true, have just yeah. been like so like the imperial arrogance of this nation post Cold War just gallivanting around <laughs> yeah. and gallivanting around the globe just setting up bases and just like stealing resources like that, that I mean 
they are just they are just taking a vaccine and watching yeah. everything unfold and they're watching you know they're not backing down with a lot of these they're just know. kind of like waiting to see if we collapse they're like how the hell is this gonna work out yeah or we just lose our shit yeah. or something yeah. and, and hopefully you know i don't know it's it's really hard to say how what the direction or things are going to go in but um, well, I think the Iran and Syria situation are going to be really... They, that's not going to be cool, like, if, if we do anything with them. I mean, that Russia's not going to be cool with that, I don't think. Something's going to no. happen. No, I mean, they're not, and um, I don't think China will be cool no. with it either. China, like, buys its oil from Iran. So it's, it is going to be really interesting. So maybe the whole thing will be, like, you know, the craziest country besides us, Israel... Mm-hmm. Will, will just launch the war yeah. for us, or or create a shitstorm that cannot be stopped. That right. we'll just have to intervene in, or whatever, or we'll say we'll have to. Well, intervene I, mean, in. I mean, Bibi Netanyahu is like on a rampage. I mean, he he is worse than ever before with the whole Iran thing. I saw him talking about it, and he just kept using the word the, the those savages. Wow, talking about really? Iranians, and I was just or the Iranian government. I was just thinking like. Dude, tone it down. I mean, even like the <laughs> dumbest Republican out there is gonna. I mean, that's a, it is a little bit too obviously that you're just seething with racism. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Yeah, you're like, dude, tone down. <laughs> yeah, tone down I just the can't. It's just a notch. Unbelievable. I mean, and they're just going for another push. I mean, how many times have they tried this? Like, they tried is it now for the, the final push. Like, this is. I mean, maybe they're just waiting for it. Maybe it's just like another Gulf of Tonkin thing, and they know that since it's so hard to keep the media away from these kind of things, they actually do need to provoke Iran into, like, a first-strike situation. Well, I mean, you know, I like, don't see how they aren't pr- provoking Iran Well, already. no, I, I mean, obviously they have been the whole mm. time, but, I mean, like, in a way that will be, like, soup, like, uh, that will let, allow us to instigate war with them, like a, sh- yeah. like a torpedo firing on one of our boats. That'll be, that's it, you know, yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. it will take. Yeah, 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 just, that's all they need. Yeah, I mean, there was already the standoff with, like, the punt, or the... Like speedboats or something. Oh Wasn't yeah, there, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some American that soldiers were caught in Iranian water, like non-international um, waters. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I forget the details, but I mean that was a pretty tense standoff that I remember was very contentiously debated. You know, it was like, right. well, this is an act of war. You know, we should go in now and all this shit. I remember I was, <laughs> I was talking to my friend about just Iran in general and I was like saying how we've been we've basically been engaged in a covert war uh, with them for, for about the last year with all of these things I mean sanctions are an act of war essentially and then you're looking at all the other things compounded and, 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 I, and then I was just like I brought it up I was like remember those like I was like but what about the journalists that Iran arrested you know and he was like what if they were spies <laughs> he's like I mean and he's like you're, I mean they're spies <laughs> <laughs> You mean the hikers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> like justifying like Iran like taking them in custody. I was like, yeah, I mean, I mean, for a country that like the U.S. that is like engaging in a war straight up with Iran, and I mean, what if they were spies? I mean, who the hell knows? You know, I mean, I don't. It's like then don't go in Iran. Like don't go hike around the mountains, Iran. Like I, I don't know. What I don't I don't really know the full story about that, but it was just funny because he was just like, well, you know, when you're like engaging in full on like assault with a country, then you can't blame them to take Americans who come in and think that they're spies. Like, 
rights record or anything, but I, can, I mean, I can get on board with that. I mean, we're, we're probably making them so paranoid, you know, just crazy paranoid. And because we've already admitted we've done all these things. So by doing that, it's almost like it's psychological warfare on them because then anything that could happen in their country now, any sort of industrial accident or anything, you know, could they could think they might think it's us. Right. And I don't blame them. I mean, if we invented the most, what, what, um, what's the, what's the fucking stupid uh, technology? Wired, Wired.com. If, yeah, if yeah, they, yeah. if we invented the world's most dangerous computer virus, quote Wired.com, <laughs> to fight to like destroy their technology, then I mean, we're pretty much capable of anything. Like any, the craziest thing you can imagine, like an EMP bomb. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, anything, anything goes. It is really shocking. It is really, really shocking, Robbie. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see what what's going to unfold here because we can't keep... I mean, we already know that we can't keep <laughs> going like this. But, I mean, yeah. I, like, like even just... I mean, it, it really does show signs of collapse. Like, when you look all around you and people are so tuned out. I mean, for example, The Soup. The Soup is an excellent show. And I love it um, because it's just so absurd. It just shows like the most absurd shit on television. All it's like TV carnage. That thing that I tried to get you into, but it just condenses it all into like a half hour episode. And while you're watching, you're just like, this is a sign of the collapse of society. Like there's like a million different reality shows. It's so dumbed down. Not like it's just brainless, completely terrible, 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 terrible. Like. This is what people are tuned into. I mean, this is what people know. I, I mean, I do think that bread and circuses analogy, you know, you, you, yeah, there's, it's redundant, and you've heard it a million times to compare America to the Roman Empire or whatever, but just the term bread and circuses applies so well what's going on. I mean, not only the reality, sh- all the ridiculously base-level reality shows you just mentioned, and, and, on, and on top of that, all the different TV channels that are now yeah. out there that you can, you know kill your brain cells on but also the just how ridiculous movies have become right like that they pump out these sequels to like transformers and they're just like three and a half hour long like vi- like i non-stop like extravagant eye candy that just like blow like just like yeah yeah, yeah. pummels it's you like, over the head with like explosions yeah. and and just you know rope just like 100 story robots like fi- battling yeah. this, you know new york city i mean it's it's like it's like basically like going to Disneyland or something when you watch one of those movies now. It's just they just assault you with over sensory. It overload. is completely an assault of just CGI quick cuts and gore and porn. Like like really yeah. fast, just like boom 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 boom, like dune, <laughs> like movies over. And you're like, what the yeah. fuck just happened? There's like no story. Yeah, and That's they say that is. like, and the porno industry says it's struggling or whatever. I mean, just like the music industry, the same old story. But I mean, look at how much porn there is now. I mean, like yeah. even that, like the the distraction of like, you know, sex or sex addiction right. is like at an all time high because like, because people I think on a deep level know things are fucked. Yeah. So they're just like turning to all these extreme thing distractions, sex, crazy, you know, movies, uh, reality shows. Um, you know, just look at how popular like marijuana has become. Like, not saying that marijuana is bad, but like, it's definitely not a means to to make someone more intelligent or aware of what's going on in the world. Especially if you smoke, you know, California weed, you know, all day, every day, you know, blunts or whatever. Like, you're not gonna, 
It's just people are just dumbing themselves down, you know. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is. It is truly. It is truly a 21st century bread and circuses. We really have not evolved that much from the Roman Empire at all, and uh, and it really is an over. It's a, It's just you're inundated with entertainment from all sides, especially com- like with the iPhones and all these little tools that we have with us, where we can't even have a moment of silence without looking. Um, I'm completely guilty of it too. But it's also, yeah, I think you're right. I think people know that something is horribly wrong. They're forced to work more and more hours. They're forced to like be faced with the truth that they they have less money. They're you know they're not able to use their college degrees. They're like realizing that this kind of golden era is is dwindling. Like we didn't have the same opportunities that our parents had. Uh, there's a lot more disparity there's a lot of, there's a bigger gap there's the two-tier justicism all these things that you can't really ignore because it is culturally like saturated but you have to tune out and you have to focus on these like mindless entertainment shit you you have to like otherwise you'll go crazy and i think people need to realize that they don't have to do that i mean i don't know where i was going to that but like that's why people are doing it, obviously, and I think it's getting worse because they realize that reality is getting to a point where they don't, they can't deal with it. Yeah, and I feel like it's all a trap. I mean, all these things that <laughs> make us feel like we live in this fast-paced lifestyle where it's like, you know, we, we work for so long, we commute for so long, and then we come home and watch TV, you know, and it feels good in the moment but like I really do think it, it just burns out our life force and our and our like it even makes our days feel shorter which maybe is the point behind it all it just makes everything just kind of go by like a like a dream you know and but you know after watching the the sequel to Baraka uh, if it, you know if anybody's out there familiar with Baraka go see Samsara it's a new it's a se- the sequel to Baraka basically it's playing in theaters now and there's a the whole first half of the movie, like Baraka, starts out with like all this really kind of traditional cultural stuff in other countries, like you know, like a Buddhist monks mm-hmm. doing like a sand, intricate, crazy sand drawing. Yeah. And like they're using, they're painting this design on this on this circular sand drawing by having like a little brass cone filled with sand, almost like a, a like a thing to make cake frosting designs out of where you squeeze the frosting out of the little tip, you know, to yeah. draw like a word or something. But they're like tapping on this little brass thing with a tiny little hammer repeatedly. And every time they tap, tiny little particles of sand fall out of the tip, Whoa. like ink on a pen. And that's how they're drawing these like crazy rainbow designs and all this stuff. And like, and then as the movie progresses, you just start seeing cities and like modern society. And like, they show the state of like factory farming now since the last time they showed it in Baraka, it's like 10 to 20 times more extreme. Like the wow. level of the scale, like a chicken, like a chicken farm where there's just like 20,000 chickens going down this little conveyor thing and like hundreds of employees, you know, took out the gizzards out and stuff. It, it was, it's just oh, insane. It's disgusting. And they show all the e-waste disposal. They show where all the e-waste goes, like all these computers piled up and this place in Africa where like kids are going on top of the pile, this dangerous metal shard pile, scavenging, you know, parts off the circuit oh. board. I mean, and then I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the the point of both of those movies is they're basically 
in modern society, everything seems like, you know, we're getting everything we want. We're, it's so convenient. We could eat whatever we want. We could talk on our cell phones whenever we want. We could travel wherever we want. But then, like, when they juxtapose it with, like, a, a Japanese, um, like, Buddhist, like, monk in training, walking down the streets of Tokyo, taking, like, one footstep every minute, really right. slowly. Like, there's certain, I mean, the human mind is very powerful and... You know, without all these new fangled technological toys and stuff that we have, like, people were able to live, you know, very good lives, you know. Even if they had to forage mm -hmm. for food and stuff, mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it's, it's like made your life complete. Now we're just lacking. We're always looking for more, you know, and it just, I don't know. I mean, there is something to be said about, like, that traditional cultures, you know. Well, that, know yeah, Patton that's Oswald. what human beings are. We're, we're creatures of the earth. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people make fun of that and be like, well, I'm, I'm happy I'm alive today because I like doctors and medicine. It's like, yeah, I mean, but back then, too, like, we were much more in touch with our body and, like, we were, re we were in the regions where we were, like, we evolved as humans and the, the food around us was, like, supplementary to the, you know, it was a natural diet or, or nutrition for us, you know, like, based on each ecosystem that people lived in. And now it's just like yeah, we we, we know how to listen to, to our bodies. Yeah, yeah, we have to strive to be healthy. We have to go out of our way to do it because everything that's most convenient for us is very unhealthy right. for the most part. Right. And that's I mean, so yeah, I mean yeah, you could say yeah, I like modern medicine. Sure, I mean I do. Too. <laughs> I don't. But I mean like, that's just taking one thing right. that we have now that we didn't back then. Like, it is like I mean, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> like it really is. It's sad. It's like. You mean like the that's yeah. the part in Wally where there's all the people yeah. in the chairs? So. Oh, jeez. Oh, really <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, everyone, I hope that you check out the movie. I really want to check it out. What is it called again? Samsara. 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 Baraka is an incredible film. Highly recommend everyone to check that out. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. It's getting a little late for me. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and Robbie, it was awesome to talk to you, and check out Breaking the Set, and, and donate to MeetTheRoots.org, because we really want to continue these broadcasts. We want to keep the site alive. We need help. We need, you know, yeah, we, we need the grassroots support. Yep, and uh, yeah, please everybody check out Abby's new show, um, airing every day, live. And also stay tuned for, which will be coming out in early October, the album that I probably mentioned in the last one but Abby did special paintings for her. She did ten paintings limited edition uh, for this three c CD set that I've done under the name Fluorescent Gray and it's called Ambiente and that's coming out early next month. Yeah, we'll have a buy link out for that soon. My brother just uh, got back from a really awesome tour and the Ambiente release is really awesome everyone should check it out and definitely purchase and support local artists and we'll we'll have a we'll have a link up on on media roots to check that out as well but thanks for listening sorry for for the preaching <laughs> at all but and that's what this show's all about shows a preach fest Thank you.